day everywhere you are around the world good afternoon good morning good evening i am so skillful and welcome to another amazing episode of um, the cryptocurrency talks yeah i am here again and today we shall be discussing the features of um, bitcoin <clears throat> the features of bitcoin is the topic for the day so just sit back and listen to this enriching conversation bitcoin is a cryptocurrency we all know that the biggest around the biggest around the pioneer of all cryptocurrency and um, like i said earlier it was pioneered um it was pioneered by um satoshi nagatomo well satoshi did well inventing cryptocurrency but like all other inventions it doesn't just it does not just come into existence no it doesn't just come into play like that there have been some persons who have attempted these things and whose ideas have been put together yeah to say to bring up this exciting and uh, wonderful innovation in in our social circle um, the, 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 the one of them is um, Adam Ashkash. Adam Ashkash brought about something similar to this in 1997. Then um, Wedai came up with B Money. Why Nick Zabo came up with um, Bit Gold. Then Alfini introduced reusable proof of work. Now, the features of Bitcoin. Why is Bitcoin different from other currency? Why is it different from fiat currency to be precise? Because that is exactly what our discussion here is centered on. Why is Bitcoin different from fiat? Why is it different from your paper money? Why is it different from the conventional money we all know around? Number one attribute of um, Bitcoin that's di- um, that uh, differentiates it, that distinguishes it from paper money is this. One decentralized bitcoin is not a coin um, managed by a central body like we all know that all our like our feet are being um, managed by our central banks in our respective countries but for bitcoin it is quite different it is being managed individually by persons who are into the system like the miners the users and because for bitcoin it is part of the features so the miners are the ones in charge of the bitcoin anybody can be a miner in as much as you can um, acquire the machines or the the computers to be precise used in making uh, or using mining bitcoin so the uh, the miners they make use of nodes the nodes are on computers and then how, how do they come about it it's simply uh, in a way of absorbing uh, mathematical puzzles so by solving these puzzles they get the bitcoin so and the the volume of um, the bitcoin they get reduced after four years that is within the space of that four the space of that four years around twenty nine thousand um, blocks must have been mining must have been must have been mined i mean sorry must have been mined so between within that period that period of four years but because that's um ad hoc comes about that often i mean call it affin where the um, quota attributed to the miners is being reduced immensely 
So like every four years, what the miners get from the activities maintaining the blocks, the, the blockchain space is reduced. So it has no central body. Anybody who has a crypto wallet to keep their cryptocurrency and the miners who make sure the and the uh, cryptocurrency um, ecosystem is healthy, they get their own share through this activity. So Bitcoin simply operates on proof of work. That's the miners are getting paid or anybody who mines are getting paid for the work they do. It does not have a central body. Anybody can mine it in as much as you can follow the protocol um, available for getting them. So we also um, have um, another feature which is um, anonymous. Yeah, Bitcoin is anonymous in nature. Like that anonymity is part of its feature. Like you are owning a Bitcoin. If I own a Bitcoin today, you won't know until I tell you why I do. You can only see the addresses online, on the internet and on the blockchain, but you cannot really get my own identity as per a owner of a Bitcoin unless I reveal that to you. Yes, it is part of the features. It is unlike um, <clears throat> our money in banks where whether you are in debt or you are one of the biggest account holder in the bank the bank can easily identify with you but on bitcoin they can only identify the wallet but not the holder of such the wallet now transparency on the crypto uh, market space bitcoin there is transparency on the blockchain you can easily know the numbers of a um, wallet holding a number of token you can say okay this is where the stocking is moving from here to here they are very easy algorithm uh, algorithm on how to go about all this so it is also fast bitcoin is very fast in sending unlike our normal fiat where you have to switch from this currency to this currency before you can transfer from this border to the other border but for cryptocurrency the um, transfer is extremely fast from one place to another now non-repudiable that is another feature bitcoin is non-repudiable you cannot repudiate a transaction after sending something out it cannot be gotten getting back the only person that can send back to you is the receiver so you cannot order for a send out and now order to get it back or to repudiate such a contract it does not work that way once you send that item sent is untouchable until the receiver at the other end send back to you and in that sense the receiver is now becoming the sender why you the sender here is now becoming uh, a receiver now high portability bitcoin is highly portable compared to the paper money um, if we want to um, just oppose this position now we thank god for or let's say we are happy for the introduction of the, the internet as well because it has even aided our traditional banking system whereby most of them are going online but the impact of the banknotes is not yet scraped out because you can see so the bank we are um, carrying the waves of cash from one location to another it has been a practice and um, i think it will be to remain so for a long time but mostly and these days they have inculcated the internet system of money where money is being digitalized even if you see them on your screen but it has been packed by those uh, by those bank notes so all these are also the positive impact that the cryptocurrency has brought about to the world but 
the movements of bitcoin requires little or no human energy let me use it that way energy efforts everything is digitalized the movements from here to here the money and everything it costs nothing but the powers and the softwares using getting them on like the fiat where you need to get bags um briefcases um bullion van <laughs> bitcoin is not done like it's not done that way at all you don't need bullion van to move bitcoin around no then freedom then you see this is the feature i really appreciate the most about bitcoin the freedom is extraordinary in as much as you have the capacity you can have it if you don't want to buy it you mine it so it is easy you don't have to put yourself under an authority to get it you don't need to be submissive to anybody to get it you are your own power yourself you control your space just think about that opportunity that comes with it imposition and everything does not touch it because you know how you get your thing your bank can just come up or the government can come up one day and tell you they want to scrape off a certain banknote which is very very possible we've seen it happening around the world but for bitcoin it can not happen because you own your portfolio yourself you are a government on your own you can decide for yourself then um, another feature that we have to talk about is you can also choose your commission why sending and receiving funds through our conventional banks our control on that fee is not decided this is the bank that decides the, the, the financial institutions that decides the fee they receive for helping us out with our transactions but on bitcoin there are fee also there are this fee are meant for the intra miners these intra miners are the ones who acknowledges transactions on the blockchain like they acknowledge the movement confirm it to make sure that what you are sending isn't a counterfeit yes they ensure that that the bitcoin you are trying to send is not a counterfeit one is a genuine bitcoin it cannot be hacked blah 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 all those things are being put together and they are being paid for this so if you are paying more gas it simply means you want your transaction to be faster but if you want to buy code or this you just put your set your sending um order on a very low um side and it's a go but it won't be as fast where you are paying a fee for it so this is also possible so we also have um, the fungibility then safety and control bitcoin is safe i i really appreciate the brain behind this technology because they ensure that hackers cannot easily penetrate into the system because for an hacker to hack into bitcoin database and disrupt activities there the hacker must have a 41 percent control of the entire space which is not possible and even if it should happen the developers or let's say the miners can easily move into another block which simply means bitcoin is what unpenetratable for miners it is safe i can say that 100% and it can't be counterfeited yes it is a feature i talked about earlier it cannot be counterfeited no matter how you try to go about it because the the miners are always on their toes yes we all know how it is the miners are on their toes ready to kick off any kind of person trying to penetrate the system 
they are away 100%. Then there is this um, question <clears throat> that has been around that people are really asking that is Bitcoin a pyramid scheme? That is the question. Is Bitcoin a pyramid scheme? <clears throat> the pyramid scheme at first, we all know how it operates. It's you profit from your money and the money of others. That is the pyramid scheme. But for Bitcoin, it is clearly different. On Bitcoin, you make your money or it gets its value because of its limited supply. That is the final answer to that. It gains its value through its limited supply. Every token that comes into the cryptocurrency space has a limited supply. So you buy it and most of these things has their use case. Like Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer token where you can use to do transactions. But other altcoins in the market here, they have their use case. So most of these tokens that I'm talking about here, you purchase them when you read them, you read their white paper, I mean, you get their use case and you look at the potential behind it. What problem are they coming in to solve? Because on this um, episode of cryptocurrency that I'm talking about here, we have to discuss coin classifications, like the use, the use case of um, different tokens and the economy they fit into. So I think um, the question of if Bitcoin is a pyramid scheme is well um, settled here. Bitcoin is not a pyramid scheme. It is a new innovation. It has limited supply and it's easier to liberate us from that central authority where we have to bow to all things or it is just a shift from that dogmatic system we have been inculcated into for long so if you're ready to liberate yourself financially i think this is an opportunity to do so before it will get too late so how do you hold your bitcoin how do you keep them what's are the necessity what are those things you have to have in place for you to become a bitcoin owner one you need a crypto wallet because bitcoin is a digital asset so it cannot be kept in a physical place but there's a way to buy call that you can okay let me put it this way before you open or before you venture into cryptocurrency or before you venture into the bitcoin journey you need a crypto wallet, a Bitcoin wallet. So what do you do with this wallet? Immediately you get this wallet, it's on Play Store, and I will advise you get Trust Wallet. Trust Wallet. It is a wallet that um, belongs to one of the biggest crypto exchange around Binance. So on this wallet, immediately you create, you open onto the wallet, you'll be asked to write down your passphrase. So you have to keep this passphrase according to their numbers. And if you observe, they are not in capital letter. So you write them down according to their numbers. They are alphanumeric numbers, which are kind of automated. Yeah, You are just seeing them there, but if developers should get hold of them, you know they have their own alphanumerical and a computer or coding meaning. So they are very, very, they are very, very important. So one of... The stuff is this, you don't share your passphrase with anybody, it is a confidential information. 
if you give out your passphrase, it's more like you are giving out your crypto assets. You are giving out all your assets out. So this, this um, passphrase or private key, it comes in two ways. Passphrase or private key. Um, uh, Trust Wallet does not have private key, but other crypto wallets has private key. But I prefer to use the numeric um, ways. So you have to keep them jealous, um, jealously. The passphrase and the private key they are hyper important you see that is why that is why it is called private key and numeric words or mnemonic i mean mnemonic and passphrase mnemonic passphrase and private key passphrase or mnemonic or private key so it is either called passphrase or mnemonic then aside that we also have the private key so those things these three things they serve the same purpose keep them jealously keep protect them with everything because they are like the crypto you are having in the wallet itself they represent your wealth anybody who has them is having control over whatsoever you are having in that wallet so you have to protect them with everything so for to further buttress the points so that we can easily understand here the passphrase mnemonic or private key is like a pin to our atm machine uh, atm card i mean the passphrase the mnemonic the private key is like the pin of our atm card so we are not meant to share it with a third party or not even a second party keep it jealously now the one we can easily share or give out is the what do they call this public address the bitcoin address the public address the public address is like your account number you can give it out to the public give it to, your, to an individual to get funds yeah cryptocurrency has been transferred that way so that is how bitcoin is and how it operates yeah then another thing i would like to tell us about bitcoin is the valuation of bitcoin how is it counted you know after that's one point uh, we have some we have some decimal after the one blah blah to zero so bitcoin is made up of hundred thousand satoshi satoshi is a unit of bitcoin so when you have zero million points one that is a one sats one satoshi Two satoshi three satoshi so we have up to 100 million of satoshi then you get one bitcoin so it's go straight 100 million satoshi makes up one bitcoin so if you're not having up to one bitcoin you're having satoshi so i hope we or we find value in this information i shared today and i can't wait till next week to share another exciting information on, on coin classification that the different types of coin we are having aside bitcoin and how they operate in the cryptocurrency system wow thank you all for listening to this amazing section and i hope you find value in this i remain your number one guy ibrahim ahmed alias saskifu have a nice time good day